What war are you in? Welcome to the Great Reset, a Grand Forks best source. Executive Director David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition in the studio today, along with Paul, the producer, and myself, John Roberts. Welcome to your Tuesday, everybody. Show today, by the way, brought to you by Jams Professional Dog Scoopers. Hey, you know, Jams Professional Dog Scoopers will clean up and dispose of your dog's doo-doo that's been piling up all winter. Hey, call now before April 1st to get you locked in for their great spring rates. 701-215-5341 or 701-740-5552 for free estimates. Hey, you know what? Uh, Don't worry about cleaning up your dog pasture this spring. You stick with the best. Stick with Jams Professional Dog Scoopers. Call them up today. You know they do a great job. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, speaking of calling up, our phone number is 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. Feel free to text or call with any questions or comments. And uh, again, this show is not on Facebook or YouTube, uh, but you can go to gfbestsource.com. Click listen now. It's all live. If you want to chat, click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And uh, we're on Rumble now, too. It's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. So uh, go ahead. There you go. Uh, before we get too much further into the show, let's do it. Our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. See what uh, Dale says about this one. Have you heard about that? We were just talking about this. Have you heard about the new movie? It's called Constipation. New movie coming out called Constipation. Um, it hasn't come out yet, though. Now nah, he kind of gave me a thumb up. <laughs> New movie Constipation. It hasn't come out yet. Okay. Uh, a couple of things I've got. <laughs> a couple of things I have got. Uh, various COVID vaccine deaths as of January 18th. They actually updated the dates now. Up to 18,769 deaths from the COVID vaccine. That's what they are telling us. Um, Also, a great story here. North Dakota lawmakers asking for more money to study the long-term effects of COVID-19 vaccines. Yesterday, lawmakers hosted a hearing to discuss House Bill 1406. Now, what they're doing is they're asking for just over $14 million for the next two years to study and keep records of people who received and suffered any negative effects from getting a COVID shot. State Representative Jeff Horberson is the one that sponsored this bill. Now, the funding for the bill is also expected to cover potential claims and lawsuits for people who've suffered side effects. Uh, two more related bills were also discussed yesterday, uh, including House Bill 1200, which would prohibit North Dakota public colleges from requiring students to get a COVID-19 shot or any other experimental vaccines. House Bill 1502 would also bar hospitals and clinics from requiring workers to receive certain vaccinations. Stuff should have been done a long time ago. Uh, Speaking of vaccinations, CDC now says possible safety issues with Pfizer's updated COVID-19 booster. They're saying that uh, people are getting this certain kind of stroke People that are 65 and over who have been recently boosted with this new Pfizer's updated COVID-19 booster. But the CDC says there's problems with it, but they're still advising people to get it. Now, what the hell sense does that make? Well, you should go get boosted. They're having problems with it. If you're 65 and over, you might have a stroke and die, but you should probably still get it. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You wonder why only 20 to 25 percent of the state has been uh, boosted. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Safe and effective. (laughs) Uh, Also, a couple other things here. Uh, Proposed North Dakota bill mandating uh, people affiliated with schools or institutions receiving public funding would pay a $1,500 fine for using gender pronouns other than those assigned at birth. That bill was rejected. 
Uh, got another bill, though, introducing the, uh, the ban on sexually explicit materials from libraries, including any on sexual identity and or gender identity. Uh, I got to throw some stuff in there about Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's approval rating as of today, 42.2%. Not very good. And one more thing. Um, is Sleepy Joe being treated the same as Donald Trump when it comes to all of these so-called top-secret documents that he had in his garage by his Corvette or whatever? Is it a double standard? Are they treating Sleepy Joe differently than they did Donald no, Trump? Of course not. The major media outlets are all fair and unbiased. Oh, sure they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair and unbiased. You know, I'm not the smartest guy in the Just world, but I them. do know if I'm going to hide something top secret, <laughs> uh, I don't put it in my garage. And I know where pretty much everything is. In my, well, no, I don't. But still. Um, anyway, well, it's not just his garage. I mean, they're finding them all over the place. Yeah, yeah, they found more. Yeah, they found more. And then you know the thing is, if I knew I had a bunch of stuff like that in my garage next to my um, really nice Corvette, I sure in the hell wouldn't be letting my crack addict kid drive the Corvette around. Jeez, <laughs> I mean, you see those pictures of Hunter with whoever's riding around with him? But um, funny stuff. You know, it's a good thing that those guys aren't that smart because. If if I was a crack addict kid of the of a of a major political mm-hmm. figure and I knew that there were top secret or confidential papers stashed in the garage, I'd say, Hey, you know, I could pick up a little extra ching with Sure. This. Wow. Yeah, like so, he's not getting enough extra ching for doing absolutely nothing already. Someone's well, gonna, well, gonna be willing to pay for this stuff. <laughs> All these classified documents, the reason that they're finding them now, it's it all has to do with Ukraine and him laundering money mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. his kid through Ukraine. It's obvious what are you a conspiracy theorist <laughs> you know i'm turning into one um i think we all kind of are in here now no uh conspiracy theories are not even necessary anymore the number of conspiracies that uh, exist around the world and in the u.s are enough that that uh it could put the conspiracy theorist mill out of business right mm. there's no reason for theories anymore when you have real conspiracies going on Right before your very eyes. Well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist because I was told I was a conspiracy theorist about these shots being safe and effective, and now we see that they are saying that they are anything but safe and effective. <laughs> they're safe and effective. I mean, no, they're effective. They're just not safe. Well, they, they could are, effectively they are, kill you. That's not true. They are safe. If you are a pharmaceutical company sure. and you yep. put out something that's deadly but you make sure that they all sign on the dotted line before they take it, saying that we can't yeah, sue you. We're not liable. Because you're not liable. Exactly. That's very safe for them. I don't think that they're nope. worried at all about these vaccines. I don't think Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, I don't think any of them are the least bit concerned because they're safe. They are safe. They will never be sued because the government said you can't sue us. Right. Well, like the CDC now, that's what they're trying to do is cover their butt when they're saying this new Pfizer, you know, booster. There's some issues with it. There are people dying, but we still recommend you get it. Uh, so are they covering their butts that way, saying, you know, there, there's some issues with it? And they're effective at making a lot of money for big pharma. Well, sure. Sure they are. So they're safe and effective mm-hmm. from a particular standpoint yeah now this is one thing and i've been using this a lot for the argument um legalized recreational marijuana medical marijuana or not um and and we've i think i've made this pretty clear uh since we have started with um uh, the great reset that um it's it's not so much for the marijuana thing but it's it's more against the big pharmaceutical companies um i don't like 
a lot of those drugs, people don't like being on them. People don't like being in a fog. But um, uh, there was more stuff uh, in the news, I know, yesterday. Um, in Minnesota, they're talking now that recreational marijuana could be legalized fairly soon. But the thing is, some of these states now, and even with medical marijuana, if you sign up for medical marijuana and they give you a medical marijuana card, you are no longer able to carry a firearm. Ah, See where I'm getting at? Is that right? I know it's that way in a lot of states. So they're Mm. fighting that now in Minnesota Mm. uh, because some of these people, I mean, mean, maybe maybe they're going through chemo or or radiation. Uh, Maybe it helps with their side effects of of a certain whatever, debilitating disease or, or sickness. What does that have to do with them owning a firearm? You know, because it, it's not like, okay, okay if I'm going to defend my house and I just got done doing some edibles, big freaking deal. I'm still going to defend my house. Okay, it, maybe I thought the guy trying to rob or kill me was a big green monster. No, it doesn't happen that way because you're eating edibles. It, it's just all of this stuff. So, I, so I'll, I'll just weigh in on that because my uh, my position is that I'm not in favor. I'm in, I'm totally in favor of medical marijuana, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For for medical applications, sure. sure. I'm not in favor of at all uh, uh, for, of recreational mm-hmm. use of of marijuana or any any drug for that matter that's a hallucinogenic but i think that really in a scenario like that a person's a lot more likely to oh wow man you taking my big screen tv yeah yeah well, got any more doritos it's okay yeah, <laughs> exactly and, right? and, and i've never ever known anybody to see anything after smoking marijuana or doing an edible. Except they're they, they, inside I've, of their eyelids. Well, yeah. I mean, I've never seen them hallucinate. I've yeah. never seen, if anything, I've seen them eat a lot and fall asleep. Right. But I mean, but my point is it doesn't, it's not like it's, it's not like, it's not like whiskey. No, I think it, whiskey it doesn't make worse. people, I, I've never, I've, because I've known people that have, I've never smoked pot. I've mm-hmm. known guys that have smoked pot. I've never, ever, ever, ever in my life seen pot make anybody aggressive yeah ever yeah. <laughs> it does just the opposite yeah you're not going to get a speeding ticket <laughs> you, know, you might get pulled over dude you're going 30 and a 55 <laughs> why wouldn't they make it so you can't have a firearm if you're on adderall there's yeah don't give them any ideas paul there, there's a, i mean but you get it you know you get where i'm coming from here um for one thing if you're an outdoorsman if you're a hunter um, there's, you really have no business being out in your stand or doing what you're doing with alcohol or drugs of any kind. Uh, that's just, um, what you do. If, if you're an outdoorsman, um, and, and you have, it's just not the ethical thing to do. So for them to bring up a bill like this, I think it just, it, it's ridiculous because if you're sitting in your own home and somebody breaks your door down and they're going to rob you or rape you or do whatever they're going to do to you why can't you defend your own home why do you why are you not able to own a firearm because you have a medical marijuana card it it makes no sense to me well you know i i don't know what happened on the set of rust but well, I mean, I kind of know what happened, but who knows? Maybe Baldwin was, uh, maybe he just took some medical, maybe he just had some little smoked a couple, I don't know. The, the gun uh, did, because they, the, gun the gun went off on its see, own. that's the thing, guns go off. Yeah, right? they, yeah just, they go off on their own all there, the time. I, I, I've seen, I know people that have guns, and mm-hmm. I, you know, you go down to their basement where the guns are, and you'll just see them going off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go where are all them holes in your ceiling from? Yeah. Oh, my guns keep going off when <laughs> nobody's home. I don't, I don't know what the hell happened. They just, they tend to do that. <laughs> you, know? you know, I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, uh, I said, uh, they, you, you, to, to buy a tube, a metal tube, with threads on one end, <clears throat> you've got to wait 
six to nine months, you've got to pay a $200 tax. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, for a and suppressor. Then, yeah. And then you pay uh, through the nose for this metal tube that should cost mm-hmm. half of what they're charging mm-hmm. for. Um, but you can go on and buy a flamethrower, no problem. Because yeah. <laughs> they're badass. Yeah. <laughs> Just go buy a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. You know, heaven forbid, I don't want anybody to hear me shooting that rabbit eating my plants in my yard. Um, so I better get a suppressor. But oh, wait insane. a minute! It's not that easy for you to get one. And do you know that that a suppressor on a nine millimeter, for example, reduces the report, the mm-hmm. the, the sound, the explosive sure. sound of the of the gun when mm-hmm. it's fired. From sounding like, you know, what, what 100 and, 180 decibels down to 150 or yeah. 150 yeah, down to 120. Yeah. So instead of sounding like a 9 millimeter, it sounds like a 22. Yeah, it's not a... Unsuppressed. <laughs> There's a little more to it than that. It's not, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, flamethrower. Those are fine. We had fun. It's bizarre. It's, it's weird. I've never fired a... post that we have. Let me ask. Let me just ask, has, uh, have you ever... Fired a flamethrower before? Um, not until New Year's Eve. Okay. Was it loud? Nope. The the, the loudest part of the flamethrower was Dale, who was filming it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you can hear it. it. It's shooting fuel and flame out about forty feet, so you'd hear it, but nah, not forty that feet. Bad. Wow. Yeah, so probably. how much uh, how much fuel does that go through? I mean, like how many miles per gallon? How many? You wouldn't uh, want that in your pickup. I can tell you that. You- <laughs> what what a one blast was? What ten twelve seconds probably. Yeah, I think it has a runtime of about 30 seconds. Okay, so that's a gallon. Oh, and how many? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Gallon a of gallon unleaded fuel. 30 seconds. So you're talking $3.30 for yeah. about 30 seconds of fun. Oh, that's. You think it was worth it? I yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. You know, you can go through that much ammunition pretty quickly, too. Yeah, ammunition's not much cheaper nowadays. No, it's not cheaper. So, no. but, and it's uh, a lot louder. A lot louder. Maybe I should just trade in my. Uh, and ammunition will not clean up my burn pile. Maybe I should get a <laughs> get a flamethrower. Uh, you can buy those in town, can't you? Yep, yes. right next door. Right next door. Right next door. Here we go, brothers. Firearms right next door. There's your plug, boys. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It, it, oh, they're the new sponsor for a GFBS Great Reset, aren't they? Um, we're working on it. Good. <laughs> um, good. You know that'd so, be a, the cool thing, though. Um, I'm wondering how that would fit in my gun cabinet. I mean, what kind of gun is that? Oh, my God, is that a flamethrower? Oh, or hang it on the wall? Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. I got a rack that hang on the wall. Maybe you should uh, put that in your house. Hang that bad boy up. That'd be pretty cool. All right. So, um, go ahead. The, the war, what war are you in? Yeah, and I want to talk about that, but I because you mentioned these bills that are before uh, mm-hmm. the, the legislature right now, and right now they're in committees, right? So yep. what's yep. happening is that they're hearing testimony from – citizens and experts on why they should or should not pass a particular mm-hmm. bill. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of bills up and I have to say, and I'm, this is, I woke up. I, I was so frustrated this morning because I had a, we had a, a, a I had a meeting with uh, NCHI, which is national coalition for health integrity uh, last night. And I forgot to get back to the testimonies that I was writing for some of these bills. One of the, and I don't remember the numbers and I'm sorry, I didn't bring them with me. Uh, but one of the bills is to prevent, uh, Boys from competing in girls' sports. Yeah. Yep. Biological boys from competing. Yep. At the, at the, there are two. One is on the high school level. 
and one is at the college level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if they pass, um, that would mean that that North Dakota remains a a semi-sane state. Mm -hmm. So uh, regardless of what the committee says, and hopefully the committee... So the way that it works is when the bill is... It goes through committee, the individual little committees each evaluate different bills. And then the committee members, and I don't know, it'll be five to nine. I don't, don't remember how many members are in each committee uh, from the House or the Senate. <clears throat> they listen to testimony. They read the bill, listen to testimony. And then they, they, they make a recommendation to the rest of the legislature, mm-hmm. to the House or the Senate, saying either do pass or don't pass this bill. Okay, And generally, the legislative bodies listen to the recommendation of the committee because, okay, there's so many bills every session that no one get they, they don't have a chance to go through all the bills individually. So they assign different bills to different committees. Mm-hmm. The committees make a recommendation and then they generally follow it. You can still, even if the committee makes a bad recommendation, you can call your legislator, your senator, your congressman or woman and say, <clears throat> I want you to vote against this bill or I want you to vote in favor of this mm-hmm. bill. And if they get enough calls they may actually vote against the recommendation of the committee. So uh, the committees are actually meeting right now, and I don't know what they're going to recommend for the. Hopefully, they'll say uh, vote for this. But I'm, the only reason I bring that up is because we need to watch them and hear how yeah. the committee recommends on these different bills and then get behind them and, and call your legislator and say, yeah, please have them vote yes on this, yes on this. Jeff Overson has introduced some fantastic bills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? It's, it's almost to the point that anything, and I know Jeff personally, he's a solid guy. Any bill that Jeff, that Jeff introduces, I would just say almost without hesitation, just vote yes yeah, on yep. it. Because <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Now, did you hear about, um, <laughs> they're talking now um, in schools, um, female Feminine hygiene products should be readily available uh, in, I would imagine, junior high schools and high schools for girls. Um, let's face it, it's like uh, eating. Some kids don't eat unless they're at school. They can't afford it. Ah, right. Um, well, now some whoever got into that and says, well, we need tampons in boys' bathrooms, too, if it's going to be the, up on today's time. Are you so, freaking kidding so, me? So, so really? There, there are these wackadoos out there that uh, obviously he doesn't really understand human biology. Obviously. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I did eat a lot of beans last night and venison sausage. I'm going to get one of these. And bowl, you know, I'm, come I'm, come on now. It doesn't really take a no. rocket scientist no. to figure out that. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's almost, you know, here's the problem. Well, they, they should have <clears throat> tampons in the boys locker room. Okay, four. Because if they go into the girls' locker room, they're going to need it for their nose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow, Yota. That's a good one. (laughs) So... Um, so before I get into the uh, what kind of war you're in, did you did you hear about this? The Twitter files. Uh oh. Now that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter, he's actually been releasing information. Uh, that revealed that the government pressured Twitter into censoring a large number of accounts. No way. I know. And we thought they just did it on their own? Documents revealed by Twitter's new owner, tech billionaire Elon Musk, show the social media company has been intertwined with a government private censorship apparatus. 
Twitter suppressed or removed content on various subjects, including irregularities in the 2020 elections, mail-in voting issues, and various aspects of the COVID-19 pandemic. <gasps> oh, and Hunter's laptop. <laughs> Hunter's laptop. So uh, that's what's what we would I, I would refer to that as mm-hmm. uh, as fascism. Yeah, sure. What's the new term for fascism? Anybody know? What's the new modern term for fascism? They don't can't call it fascism because we've got Antifa out there. Oh yeah, who's yeah. actually a fascist? Sure, They're, they are a fascist organization. But what what is fascism? What's the new term for fascism? Democratic socialism. No, but that's a good guess. On the right track. Public, private, partnership. Yeah, that's what it is. Public, private, Triple partnership. P. The, the fascism literally is where the government and the private big corporations are in bed together. They work together toward the same goals. Mm-hmm. So the way that it's working in the United States, there are certain things that the federal government cannot, because of, we still have the Constitution, United States Constitution, cannot do. There's certain things that they can't do. Sure. Right. So what's an example of something the government can't do? They cannot prevent uh, you from speaking freely uh, your religious <clears throat> beliefs, your medical beliefs, your intellect. You, you can say things freely. You can criticize the government if you want to, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You've got freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, <laughs> sure. So the government can't do that. But what they can do is they can, with this public-private partnership, they can say the fascist state that we're in, they can go to big companies – you know, any company, mm-hmm. AT&T, Comcast, IBM, Twitter, YouTube, um, Google, and they can say, hey, we can't censor this speech, but you can. Right. You can prevent people from saying, because you're not bound by the Constitution. And there can be, I'm not a lawyer, but I think that a legal case could be make a, made against that statement, that if you are a United States citizen, you can't be barred from your rights as a United States citizen, from freedom of speech, freedom of religion, or whatever, by any organization. In fact, that's already codified in, in the law. Mm-hmm. No employer can refuse to hire you based on your, what, race, sex, country of national origin, or religious beliefs. Right. They can't refuse to hire you because you're a Christian. They can't refuse to hire you because you're a Muslim or because you're a Jew. They can't do that. That's against the law. So if they can't, if they cannot violate your freedom of religion in, in their hiring practices, how can they violate your freedom of speech once you're hired or your religious practices once you're hired? How can they do that? Well, they can't. Answer, they can't. No. That's right. Did it just get darker in here? What's yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that was just that, that one. Yeah. Ah. Nobody's saying Smart, that. Smart. Good thinking. That's good. See, We're all still looking marvelous, are, too, by the way. We are... Energy friendly here at the Great Reset and GFBS. <laughs> we don't have lights turned on that are unnecessary. And I also don't want to pay for another bulb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lamps are expensive. These are great lights, though. Oh, yeah. They're great, they're great lights. lights. They are. You don't yeah, have to replace the bulbs. Show. They are awesome lights. <laughs> Absolutely right. So, uh, <clears throat> although I think the person that set this up set it up so that, like, so I probably look weird now because I think that he. I think that whoever set this up set up so that you have fill light coming from one light and then the key light coming from another light. But it's okay. It's fine. I can work with it. Um, <laughs> I'll just put a little reflector here for myself. And there. 
Oh, you look fine. That's that's better. You look good. All right. You look good. Uh, So how many kinds of warfare are there? There, there are two basic kinds of warfare. And, my, and look, I'm not an expert on this, but, I, but if you pay attention, you pick up on this stuff. Um, there is a, a, a gentleman that did a, uh, uh, he did a podcast on this topic, and uh, I'm not going to refer you to his podcast because even though he has some really good information, he's also a little bit whacked um, in some of his, his religious beliefs, so uh, I don't want to uh, encourage anyone to... Uh, to listen to him on that subject because he talks about that as well. Um, but there are generally, so when you think about war, let me just ask John or Paul, when you think about warfare, what comes to your mind? When you think, oh, there's a war going on, what comes to your mind? What do you mean, like? A war. If they, they hear about there's a war. There's death. a war. Bombs and guns. And Bombs and guns. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Bombs and guns. That's missiles, mm-hmm. things that like flame. Th- yeah, th- that th- bullets, Guns, flying, right? bombs, drones, death. That's what we think. And that's what we've been conditioned to think when mm-hmm. we think about warfare. And that is a type of warfare, for sure. We would call that a hot war. Sure. What's another type of warfare? There's, there are hot wars, and then there's the, well, it kind of ended after the... The after Cold the, War. The Cold War. Yeah. So what was the Cold War? Well, which would basically be a <laughs> nuclear bomb, and you wouldn't know anything about it. And all of a sudden, we're pretty much all wiped out. That would still be a hot war. Well, yeah, right? because that's that. There's a lot of heat with nuclear bombs. Sure, sure, a lot of heat. But what was the cold? So there were no. What did did no no nuclear bombs were used during no, the Cold War? No. The Cold War period really lasted until until uh, until communism fell. Right, the Berlin sure. Wall came down, and then communism eventually mm-hmm. fell in, in in Russia. Soviet Union, USSR is really no longer a thing. Right. Although there are people that are trying to resurrect that, but that's a whole other topic. So. <clears throat> So what is a Cold War? Cold Wars, where we've got two opponents, two, two, uh, two countries that are at odds with each other, right? And they are engaging in a type of warfare that doesn't involve bullets or bombs or missiles, right? So what did that look like, the Cold War? There's a lot of stealthy stuff going on, right? There was a lot of spying going sure. on. Mm-hmm. We're spying on them. They're spying on mm-hmm. us. We're trying to infiltrate their system. We're trying to cause problems over there. They're trying to cause problems over here. But it's all undercover. It's all, none of it's hot. There are no bullets, no bombs. That's, that's a Cold War. And those are both military wars. Mm-hmm. But there are non-military wars that are waged. And whether they're waged through a military operation or a military institution or not, uh, depends on the particular operation, the particular type of war, the particular institution that they're targeting. Sure. Right? Um, but they all have the same goal, right? They've got the, the goal is to defeat the enemy. And if we're the enemy, we don't want to, <laughs> we don't want their, their tactics to win, to, to, to right. defeat us. So <clears throat> conventional wars are hot wars and cold wars. Then there are non-conventional wars, and 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 I, those can be I think generally uh, categorized as economic, intellectual, biomedical, and psychological. Right? Those are those are types of they can be military, but they're generally non-military operations. Mm-hmm. I'd like to focus today on 
Does that make sense, by the way? Those four things? If you can sure. destroy a country economically, what happens? What's the end result? Are there, are there cute women out there? You no. Keep looking at, oh, okay. No. So if you, can get to, if, you can, if you can cause the country's economy to collapse, can you do anything? I mean, does that do you any good if they're an enemy country? Well, sure it does. I mean, especially if you're going to war. I mean, you cause, if I cause your, you know, your economics to collapse, you have, you've got nothing, basically. Um, right yeah. there, there's, there's four, four hits against you. I mean, if I'm going to defeat you, that's a good way to start. Right. So, and, so what's the purpose of, of, of a war in the, in the beginning? I mean, what, what is the very purpose of warfare? It's to, to conquer your enemy. Okay, for sure. what purpose? So you can say, ha, 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 I won, you lost, and then you go back to the way it was? No. What's the purpose of conquering a so country. you can take them over. You can own them. You can have that. You can have all of their their industrial, all of the everything they've got. Uh, now it's not your country; it's my country. Yeah, exactly. And so, and and what that looks like on the outside is control, yeah. right? You're no longer in control. So if I take over your business, like let's say that you're running GFBS, and I say, hey, you know, I don't like what those guys are doing. I don't like the way that they have uh, people on uh, the show that I don't like. <clears throat> But if I tell them, hey, don't do that anymore, they're not going to listen to me. Only way I'm going to stop them from having the wrong guests on their show is to take over. Yep. So I can, in, it happens all the time in business, doesn't it? You mm, sure it a, Here, fill in the blank. A blank takeover. What is it? In business. Well, hostile takeover, yep. right. That's where one company comes in, buys up enough stock that they now own controlling interest in the company. Now they get to call the shots, right? They can fire people. They can install their people. And now they can completely manipulate what that company does, right? That's a hostile takeover, mm -hmm. right? So that happens all the time in business. Vince McMahon just did it in WWE. Vince oh, yeah. Vince McMahon. There you go. Uh, he was outfitted <laughs> for... Uh... Can we hear what he's saying? Yeah. No, I, no, that's good. Go ahead. Say that. Yeah, Vince McMahon was uh, ousted, uh, or he quote-unquote retired last summer from WWE as chairman because of uh, a bunch of uh, allegations and stuff like that that came out about him. And uh, he got out of it by retiring, and they got a big contract renewal coming up, and he wants to make sure they get a good TV contract coming up and possibly a sale of the company. So he's currently, they're still their majority shareholder, so he did a four, he has a right to being their majority shareholder to uh, do a forced uh Put himself in charge. He could just do the decision on his own, and he brought a couple of his old uh, chair people that were on his board before with him, and fired a couple people on the board. So he has the right to do it because he's a majority shareholder. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm. So, so this stuff happens in business. It, you would be very naive to imagine that that doesn't happen in politics right with countries right so the purpose of a, of a of taking over a country is that you control what they do and what they don't do where they go what they say what they build um and how they think how the people think mm -hmm. right so there are people that as i've said on the show many times there are people who don't really care about money they care about con about power sure controlling sure. other people's lives uh, we need to take a little break here. Uh, the Great Reset will be back in just a minute, okay? You know, there is nothing better than treating yourself to some good, delicious homemade baked goods. Head on over to Over Heaven's Cakes. Best cupcakes and cakes. Doesn't matter. You got a special occasion coming up or you just want a treat. 
Uh, they've got it all. You can walk in or you can order. And if you're in there, uh, check out their homemade lunch and soup, keto, gluten-free, vegan, and diabetic options. They've got them all. If you're a business owner and want to treat your employees to a little special treat, check out their monthly employee discount. They are on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturdays from 9 to noon. Call 701-757-CAKE or you can go to overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. And uh, you know what? If you're looking for a cake job, Over Heaven's Cakes is hiring. How about that? Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Over Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall, right on the north back side there. want to think about, give a big shout out to one of our other sponsors, Executive Properties, today. Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. All right, what war are you in? The Great Reset with Executive Director David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition, Paul, the producer here, and, of course, myself. By the way, uh, go to greatreset.podbean.com. You can get the audio of The Great Reset. Uh, it's just a quick way to do things. Uh, we're working on tweaking things here at GFPS. Uh, Dale doing a fantastic job getting this stuff ready to go, but uh, there you go, greatreset.podbean.com. Get the audio right now. Maybe you're on a road trip or something. You can hear everything. Uh, David Waterman didn't mean to cut you off, but um, we are back. That's all right. I, uh, no, that's great. And I, I'm so glad that you gave the shout-out to Dean because, yeah, he is doing a fantastic job making Dale. Dale. Yeah. Dean, no, Dale, who, who Frank, calls, who John. Calls, who calls Dale Dean? I, you know, I've done that, actually. I did that for an entire show. I he kind of looks show like a Dean. He was so gracious to me that he never corrected me throughout yeah. the entire show. And, that's, uh, that's what I would go. I didn't tell uh, him okay, that was Frank, actually a little psyop I was doing on him to see if I could convince him that his name is really Dean. Uh, but it didn't work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he And thankfully, Dale is such a... He's so cool. He's so laid back. That yeah. he, that he, All he would do is say, doesn't bother him. He'd just say, say something like, Dean, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I've been okay. called worse, right? <laughs> so, right. So, there, so, so we didn't talk. So we talked. So that's briefly economic. And then there's intellectual warfare, right? What, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these. We could go back and do individual shows on any one of these topics. In okay. fact, the breakdown that I'm going to give right now, we're just going to kind of, I, I want to just kind of generally go over the different aspects of sure. psychological warfare. We could do an entire show on any one of those. Okay. Uh, and may, maybe, maybe, well, I'll think about that. Um, but uh, intellectual warfare, what, what, what happens if you could control the way that people think? Uh, in in a particular country, you could if you could take you over control their everything. educational institutions. Yeah, yeah exactly. You control right. everything, right? So so the so here's the benefit of this non conventional, non hot warfare. Uh, it doesn't require weapons of uh, you know bullets, bombs, missiles. It doesn't need any. It doesn't. It doesn't even require death and destruction, right? You can keep everything intact because all you're going to do is you're going to take over by changing people's minds mm-hmm, and the way that mm-hmm. they think. And so, yeah, for sure. If you control their intellectual establishments, the, the schools and universities, 
It's just a matter of time. It, it's sure. just, it, it takes more time than a hot war. Yep. Hot war, you can go in and boom, six months or a year or whatever, and now you own it. But it's a good way to start a hot war. But there's a lot of... To do those things. Isn't well, that kind of how goal, World War II I mean, started? The, so, so, look, if I, if, I wanna, if I want to own everything that you have, but I have to shoot up the place to do it, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose. There, there's stuff that I'm just not going to have access sure, to because sure. it's gotten destroyed in the, in the battle. But if I can keep all that stuff intact... And if it just takes me longer to convince you to turn all your house and property and everything over to me, why not do it that way? Because, yeah. because that way I don't lose anything. I get everything sure. intact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the, that's the benefit yep. of these <clears throat> non-conventional types of warfare, the, people, the ways that people don't think about warfare. Uh, next one is biomedical, biological or medical warfare. If you can take over the medical system that's in place especially when they're trying it's advances <laughs> as ours is in the united states and then the last one i'm not going to go into that the last one is is psychological warfare and so that's also known as psyops sure right yeah we've heard about that in the military psyops oh yeah mm-hmm. they do psyops there's psychological warfare that's going on in america waged against americans against the populations for over 50 years. Yeah, you break, it's probably 100 years. You break somebody down psychologically, you own them. I mean, that's all it takes. You break them down that much. That's right. And, and you own them. Exactly. And so, uh, so, the, so what I want to talk about, and I don't know if maybe we'll have to come back to this in the next show because we only have really 20 minutes left, but I want to talk about the different types of psychological operations, the different types of psyops that are being waged on us and then how to recognize them <clears throat> how so that we don't fall prey to them either now or in the future because psyops are a little bit like a magic trick right so if i uh pull a card out of thin air you go wow that's amazing but then if I show you that up my sleeve, I've got this little mechanical device yeah. that shoots the card up, <laughs> yep. and then I just grab it and pretend like it came out of thin air. Not only is it not amazing anymore, but I'll never trick you again. Sure. Right? You'll never again see me go, hey, look at that. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? You go, I know how you do that. Okay, so if we know how they're doing it, they won't fool us anymore. Some people. That's the goal. That's the goal. Some people will still be fooled. Some people just don't get it. Well, well you, I mean, right now, I think you can almost say that uh, the government has created a case of Stockholm syndrome on all of the citizens by telling them, like, you got to lock yourself in your house. If you go out, you're going to die until we tell you it's okay to go out. Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, can, you, can you describe Stockholm syndrome? Well, that's like when a kidnapper the, gets the victim to, like, basically love them yeah because, right exactly mm-hmm. right yeah and they yeah, found they're that. not holding me against my will yeah right exactly well so that happened in fact that happened uh with with patty hearst as well right yeah yep so what happened in that case is that they kidnapped patty hearst and then and then it's some kind of a cycle i'm not a psychiatrist so i, I can't describe it uh if if, if dr gullocks was here i'm sure that she could what happens is that your captors begin feeding you the lines about what they're doing and mm-hmm. how they're disenfranchised from society and how they're poor and how they're, they are the victims. And then over time, the person who truly is the victim, in this case, Patty Hearst, begins to believe that stuff, begins to actually think that her kidnappers 
are the real victims and actually then begins to have compassion on them and feel an affinity for them and their plight and at some point actually joins them and becomes a, what pimps one do. of them. That's what pimps do. But yeah, it works. Yeah, it's yeah, psych- right. Psychologically, it actually, it actually mm-hmm. works. And it worked with Patty Hearst because she ended up becoming sure. a, a terrorist. And the same thing with Stock, the Stockholm Syndrome. And that, mm-hmm. it's called the Stockholm Syndrome because those people, ended up, the people that were kidnapped, ended up becoming uh, promoters of their captors. Sure. So it's, the mind is a very interesting thing. It's very plastic. In other words, it's, it's moldable, bendable, shapeable. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't know what you believe and if you don't know how to recognize reality, you stand to be manipulated by people that have uh, not your best interests at heart. So <clears throat> let's just go quickly into some of the, uh, the types of psyops that there are. Uh, the first one, and one of the ones that's been used often, is called demoralization. And the purpose of demoralization is to discourage people, to mentally and emotionally weaken them, and to make them feel powerless so that they won't fight back. They'll just, they'll just, when you're discouraged, what you, that doesn't, yeah. you don't charge out to battle, right? Mm-hmm. You go, oh, this is terrible. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. We've lost, we're, we're finished, right? That's, that's a great position for someone to be in from the opposing perspective, right? right? Yep. If, mm-hmm. if you can get your enemy to feel discouraged and hopeless, you've already won, haven't you? Yeah. So demoralization, uh, that's the, the method is the method for creating demoralization nationally is, is generally catastrophe at some level. Right. Some type yeah. of catastrophe that makes people feel hopeless. So I'm going to ask you gentlemen both to, uh, to give me some examples of a demoralization psyop. You can use recent uh, history or you can use uh, where, where history, maybe you feel history. defeated. Yeah. Uh, a demoralization, some, something that was done to cause the population to become demoralized. Um, I'm, I'm going to just throw this out there um, because, I mean, we've been pretty fortunate in my life. Um, the flood of 97, uh, I felt like we were lost. We were done. We were beat. We were defeated. Okay. The whole city, I felt, almost all of it. I, I know for me, from my standpoint and what we went through, I felt that way. But okay. that's about all I can think of. And, right? that's, yeah, and, and, and this whole COVID so, pandemic there thing go. has got me too. Okay, so that was the, 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 the flood. That was definitely an event that happened. But mm-hmm. that wasn't, I don't, I, I don't know if any, I think that that was a result of natural well, sure it was, but I weather. still felt defeated. Right, but I'm just, but so what I'm asking for is, is if you can give an example of, because that wasn't somebody that did that, that was right, something that happened right. in nature, an example of, of, of a, a PSYOP, a psychological operation that was designed to discourage and defeat people, make people feel defeated. Something that someone else did. Yeah, then it'd be the pandemic, hands the, the, down. The pandemic, yeah, exactly. I right. mean, that's, we just tried to example. start GFBS about a week before the pandemic officially hit. And you talk about defeated. Uh, you talk about take one step forward and 19 steps back. That's basically what we went through. Our hands were tied. There was nothing we could do about it. Uh, we could talk to all the people in the world, but everybody had their beliefs. And, er, er, right. You know? 
Yep, exactly. And so what was the messaging used to create that demoralization? What was the messaging that was promoted through the media, the mass media, to create more demoralization? Well, like in Paul the, in mentioned, you know, you stay in your house. Um, you do this. Yep. You do that. You, you do not have company over. Right. Uh, your kids are staying home. You, you know what? Um, you just sit home and drink and beat up your family and, and be all bummed out and, and whatever. But... Um, they basically told you what to do. They told you you could not open your business. You could not continue with your livelihood. You could not continue bringing home a paycheck to feed your family and heat your house. Um, you yeah, couldn't walk it, into a building without wearing a mask. Exactly. You couldn't do anything without them telling you if right. it was okay or not. Right, right. And that – so did that have – let me ask. Did that have – its desired effect? Did people become demoralized? Did it did not get on me. I don't think it did on Paul. But I'm saying in general, in the in the oh, overall population, what sure you saw. Sure did. Yeah. I, I I know. I've got a cousin that's that lives in California, and he a friend of his owned a business, and because he for was forced to shut down his business for for no good reason. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the the real enemy, the real danger was the the, the government. Sure. Both local yeah. and national government. Mm-hmm agencies they were the danger they were the ones that were doing harm it wasn't covid right um because he shut down his business was forced to he lost so much money that he found himself in a position where he was not able to financially recover right and he he committed suicide yeah and and that's and, and a that's story we one, hear over and over that's again one example right it's happened over and over again so so the covid psyop the covid 19 psyop demoralization it really worked Here's how it worked on me when it first was rolled out. I was, I heard on, I was told by the news, uh, we were all told that there's this new virus. It's called the coronavirus. Well, coronavirus isn't even new, but we didn't know that. It's a novel coronavirus, which novel means new. uh, And it can, here's how it works. You can be infected for up to 14 days with no symptoms. Up to 14 days with no symptoms. And... Be contagious for 14 days with no symptoms. That means you can infect your <laughs> friends, your family, your loved ones, and not know it. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's number it one. It means we're, we're, you're really not sick, but you are. Okay. Number, number, <laughs> number two, it's deadly, yeah. and millions will die. Number three, there's no treatment for it. Yeah. There's no cure. <gasps> what? Okay, so here's what we're told by the people that we supposedly can trust. There's this new virus that you can have for 14 days and infect your family and friends and not know it. It's deadly and there's no treatment for it. But you, you don't think that that's discouraging? You, you don't think that makes a person feel helpless? That, it was a brilliant PSYOP, mm-hmm. but that's exactly what it was. It was a PSYOP. Yeah, you remember, uh, remember this? Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Oh, hee-haw. <laughs> that's what it was that, that's what the government was doing that's exactly you know it, it, gloom despair everything the world's going to end the united states is going to end you've got to do this uh and, and well look here we it, are it, three it, years later it really was interesting seeing how people reacted differently to what was going on too because he had all you know these people that were just so embracing of the masks and you know Posting the videos of them locking themselves in their ho- their house and how they're doing such a good deal for humanity and everything, oh, and then you had other people like me that are geared differently and yeah. that like I didn't get discouraged. I got pissed yeah, because right. I got a temper. Yeah, right. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You go into a business without a mask, just 
itching for a fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think like you, I mean, I, I, I can speak for myself. I refuse to wear a mask the entire thing. Even the masking, when they said you've got to wear a mask on any, any uh, government property, any mm-hmm. city-owned property, I still didn't wear a mask. I said, no, I'm not going to do that because I, I have a religious exemption because the scriptures say uh, uh, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but rather even expose them. Well, wearing a mask to stop a virus that can't be stopped by a mask is an unfruitful deed of darkness, and it causes fear and panic and, and alarm uh, in many people when they see you with a mask. So I said, I can't do that. Well, sure. So I, I went anywhere I wanted without a mask, and I had people say, you can't come in here without a mask. And I said, well, yeah, I can. And I did, and never got arrested, thankfully. I was threatened with arrest. had a police officer threaten to arrest me. Um, but then later he he recognized that that he was no. that, that was not yeah. correct well, and that wasn't good. And the, the thing that he irritated me for not wearing a mask. The thing that pissed me off the most about it too is that okay, you know, if somebody wanted to wear their mask, whatever, that's fine. But you know, we had a, a child during that, and so right. in the hospital they're requiring you to wear masks, and there was only uh, one person allowed in the room, you know, to see the kid at a time. But this is what was so stupid about it is that you had the entire family. Sitting out in the parking lot, yeah. and then they, they they could just rotate. So they're all in a group together at the, mm-hmm. at the bottom of the mm-hmm. building without a mask, and then one can come up and one yep. can go down, and then one can come yep. up and one. Can, well, they're all together at the bottom. What yeah. the hell is the difference if they're all together yeah, in the it, room? Well, it's like well, going right, to the grocery right, stores right. when the, when they have the, the the plexiglass thing with a little hole. Okay, so the girl working at the checkout touched every single thing that I just had. Well, don't forget it. When it, fir- when it first happened, everybody was wearing gloves and wiping everything down. Oh, yeah. 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 It, 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 which actually, yeah, which spread yeah. the disease even more. But but I want to go back to yours because that's a perfect example. Uh, that That is a perfect example, Paul, of how fear, because this is, because what's behind this is the F word. Mm-hmm. It's fear. Yeah. And when people are fearful, they stop thinking logically. Sure, you're absolutely right. So, so you, so let's say I don't know how many people are in your family. Five. Let's say it's five. Okay. So all five can't be in the room. Why? Because we all know that COVID works through multiplication of people. So, so if 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 you don't have COVID by yourself, and I don't have COVID by myself, but we stand together in the same room together, all of a sudden COVID might show up. It could, COVID, so here's how it works. The four of us in this room, try to follow me, follow me on this. The four of us in this room, I don't have COVID, you don't have COVID. Uh, Dean, I'm gonna call him Dean. D- D- <laughs> Dean, Frank, John. The, the, Whatever works, it's obvious. Yeah, thank you. See, he's so laid back. I love that. Uh, Dean doesn't have COVID, and Dale doesn't have COVID either. Uh, and Paul doesn't have COVID. But if we all come together at the same time, we create COVID. Oh, sure we do. COVID just manifests itself yeah. in groups. Yeah. So that's why... Only if you're standing, though, because if you're sitting down, it doesn't... Yeah. No, no, if yeah. you're sitting, it, it goes away. Yeah. Uh, so... It, so 
So if if you go into the room, that's okay. And then later, then you go away. Then I come into the room, that's okay. Then I go. Then you go into the room and you come back, that's okay. But if we're all there at the same time, COVID will suddenly appear oh, for sure. from us, mm-hmm. and it'll jump on everything. Unless we're it's not six behind, feet apart from each other, then or, we're okay. Anything that's not behind a, a piece nope. of plexiglass, right? Because plexiglass stops COVID. We all know that. We all know that plexiglass stops COVID. And the fact that COVID stopped after the first three months is proof that plexiglass shields work. Okay. So, so this is how people, they don't think. So if you were to say to the hospital administrator, say, if the concern is that one of us in the family might have COVID, that's why you don't want us all in there at the same time, but you're going to allow us an individual. That means that person. So let's say that Paul has COVID and the rest of us don't. <clears throat> you go in individually Dale goes in individually. Okay, that's fine. Then, 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 uh, Frank. Frank goes in individually. That's okay. I go in individually. But, but now Paul goes in individually. And because Paul goes in individually, even though he's got COVID, it's not going to infect the person in the room because he went in without us. So if you say that to the hospital administrator, say, look, if he's got COVID, He's going to spread COVID whether the rest of us are there or not. If the rest of us don't have COVID, it doesn't matter. If the rest of us do have COVID, it doesn't matter if we go in individually or as a group. Mm -hmm. But then the hospital administrator might just say, you're right. Nobody can go in the room. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the whole thing was idiotic. And so fear works because it gets people to not be able to rationally think or make decisions. Sure. You know, side story here. I actually uh, went to All True this last week. Uh because I got a little sick coming back from Mexico. Mm, but, you know, on there. drink the water. They, you, I, you went into the lobby and they said, okay, their new protocol is that you go out into your car, you call this number, and oh then when God. a nurse is ready, then you can go into the building. And it says that all masks are required in like, the holding line or whatever. But I walked in there and every single person sitting behind a computer didn't have a mask on. Mm-hmm. And so that? clearly I wasn't going to wear standard. one. standard. <clears throat> Yeah, so like nobody is actually wearing masks in all true now anymore, and except for the doc, the nurse that came in to you know talk to me, but yeah. I didn't put one on, and the people behind the counter weren't wearing them, and and they didn't ha- they didn't harass you about it once you were in the building. No, they didn't even. Yeah, I was. It was it was, it was it was a relief. Yeah, but, and see, my wife had surgery a week ago yesterday in Fargo. Um, I had to wear a mask at the hospital in Fargo, but I, I also noticed um, they don't wear the masks like you used to now. People are just wearing them, so they barely cover your mouth or nose. But I, I, I wore it. Um, they didn't have a room for her for hours and hours and hours. So she was in a recovery room with probably a dozen other patients. So I wore it just because there was be other nice. people in there, and I needed to see my wife. But, yeah. I mean, as soon as I walked out of that recovery room, I took it off. I didn't wait till I got to the door. It's ridiculous. I mean, you still see it around here in the Grand Cities Mall. People are wearing masks. They're because, walking around wearing a mask. It's like, again, yeah, folks, if you're that worried about getting COVID, oh, why are you even in the mall walking? And those people, those people, John, have been demoralized. Sure they have. It, it literally Absolutely. is a, that's a done deal for them. They no longer can evaluate truth. They cannot evaluate truth. They cannot evaluate facts on their own. They have been, once a person has been demoralized, they're, they're effectively uh, wet noodles. They, they, right. they, yeah. they will offer no resistance to any kind of opposition. They're just going to go right along mm-hmm. with it. Well, don't forget how fast they, they flipped the script on this because it was when they started rolling out the masks, it was to protect other people. 
Yeah. Yeah. You so, want to protect so, grandma. So if you want to wear a mask, by all means, wear a mask. Just don't tell me to wear one. Exactly. But then it turned around into, you're not wearing a mask. Yeah. You're not wearing a mask. USOB. Right. Yeah. So, so I would say, so here's what they said. Remember, here, this is the mantra. My mask protects you. Your mask protects me. I'd say this. Okay, so here's how the mask works, right? You put the mask on. I'd say, look, I'm not going to wear a mask. But if you want to be protected, just wear your mask backwards. Then, then your mask will protect you from me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? If, if this way it protects you from me, right? Because I'm wearing it, so I'm protecting you from me. But, but you're not going to wear one, so I want to be protected from you. Just turn it around. There, now it protects me from you. I actually had a conversation with a guy. Science. Science. Yeah, had a guy. (laughs) Talked to a guy yesterday, had a conversation with him, grew up on a farm, had to clean grain bins all the time. We were talking about masks. And he said that um, him and many family members, a few trips to the hospital uh, over the years from ingesting or breathing in all of that green dust. dust. And I said, well, you, you know, didn't you have a mask on? Well, of course we did. But grain dust, I mean... It can explode on its own. I mean, it's flammable. It can explode on its own. And if that's not going to stop grain dust from coming into your lungs and into your nasal passages or whatever, you really think it's going to work. And and this is something we have pounded and pounded and pounded on. The masks were just a crap of an idea. Didn't work. No. Somebody made a ton of money off them, though. It was a great idea because the whole point was demoralization, John. You've got to understand... It wasn't an accident. The people that were saying, like Fauci, who were saying, hey, we have to wear a mask. The, he knew they didn't work to stop sure. COVID. L- listen, I want to say something. I'm a, I'm a huge PPE person, right? Mm, I, really I am too. I, I worked in that kind of business where and, you need and, it. And, and masks will, uh, a mask, especially an N95 mask, will protect you from grain dust. It will. From certain things. However, here's how masks work. They're, it's a filtration device. Mm-hmm. Just like, do you put a filter in your furnace at home? Sure. Okay, yeah. And what, you put it in once and you're good for the rest of your life, right? No. Is that how they work? No. No? What do you mean? I replace it once a month. Oh. Whether needed or not. Once a month. Why do you replace the filter in your furnace once a month? Uh, because that's what I breathe. That's, that's COVID. what's getting No, no, why? Well, what's, the, what's the reason and that you replace it? it's recommended. Isn't it? Why is it recommended to replace it? Well, Come on, give me the basic. If answer. you plug it up, the you don't ba- want to ruin you your plug furnace. Plug it up exactly yep. because it's a fil- it's it, it, it filters it's doing its it, job. It stops particulates mm-hmm. from entering the furnace, yeah. and it stops them on the fur- on the surface of the filter. Sure. Once that filter has so many particulates on its surface, it now can't filter anymore because it's restricting airflow, mm-hmm. right? The more yeah. clogged up the filter gets. Overheat refer- the furnace, pretty soon airflow. the furnace is junk, yep. So here's the problem with working a grain bin with a, with a mask. The problem is, even if it's fitted properly, and I think a lot of them were not fitted mm-hmm. properly because farmers just don't care to take the time to make sure that they're fitted sure. properly. Even if it's fitted properly, the amount of time that that filter can filter the grain dust, especially if it's really heavy in the air, is very small, so what has to happen in order for those to work, you got to be swapping them out probably yep. every five or ten minutes. Oh, yeah. And that's a hassle. But if you want to protect yourself, you'll do that. Mm-hmm. You just have to say, hey, we need more guys so I can be swapping out one mask. When that guy goes in, then when he needs to swap his out, I'll go in. And you can do that, and it will work. It will work. It's just that you've got to swap them out once they are full. The problem with COVID is 
no mask can stop COVID because that's been proven scientifically that no mask can stop COVID because the COVID variant is so small they can actually pass yeah. through yeah. the membrane of even an N95 mask, not to mention that in most cases it goes around the sides and the bottom sure. and the top. Okay, so that's... A, that's and a through the thing. little holes in the uh, plexiglass uh, wall and all of that stuff. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. So out of this the... It's all news to me. I, we've never talked about this before. <laughs> so out of these... Uh, sorry, out of the... Yeah, let's move on. So out of the... So that's the, this, that's demoralization. That's the first type of psyop. The second type of psyop is called the false flag. And by the way... These different types of psyops are, uh, there'll be one predominant one, but each psyop can have multiple aspects to it, right? Mm -hmm. So a false flag op could also include demoralization or disinformation or the other ones that I'm going to get to in just a minute. We're actually out of time. Okay, thanks so much for joining us here on The Great Reset, folks. It was great. Uh, just kidding. Uh, John's looking at me like, what, is, what are you doing? Well, you're kind of just kidding. <laughs> I know, kind of just kidding. <laughs> Let me go into false flag and then we'll, we'll move mm-hmm. on. Yeah, go ahead. False flag is uh, where the, in order, in order, so let's say that, uh, in order for me to, let's say, I, let's say it's between me and you, mm-hmm. and I want to attack and destroy you. Okay. But but look, Dale likes you, and Paul likes you, and you got other guys out there that like you, and even Dean likes you. Okay, but um, so, so, but they, but they, but but maybe they like me too, mm-hmm. right? And, and hopefully they like me. Thank you. Hopefully they like me even even more. I just got a yo. Okay. Dale. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, they like yo, me even more. There you go. See, they they like me. Let's say they like me more than like you, but they still like you. They don't think you're a terrible guy. Okay. Okay. So what I do is uh, I arrange it so that it looks so that it looks like you did something really nasty to me, like you keyed my car. Okay. Right. And and they, I provide some proof that you were the one that did it, even though you really didn't do it. Okay. Now all these people who think you're not a bad guy goes what. Did, did you see what he did to David Waterman's car? And so now I can attack you, and they're going, yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I do the same thing. That's a false flag. False flag is the appearance of you attacking me. I actually attacked myself, right? I actually attacked myself, but blame you oh, so that people yep. then think you're the one that mm-hmm. did it. So now when I turn around and attack you, Everyone goes, yeah, right. good for him, sure. and they're behind it. Mm-hmm. That's what a false flag is. So can, can anybody in the studio give me an example, past or present, of a false flag? Blast from the past. It was politics. What was it? Flop. Flop. Sports. Flopping. What is flopping? Sports. Oh, oh, I, I got you. Ah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch a soccer yeah, game. Yeah, You'll right. see what no, flopping is. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they do that. They love to do that, don't they? And then they, and they grab the, oh, oh. Like he kicked him or something, but he really did nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a perfect example. Uh, here, here's, a, here's a recent example. Uh, 9-11. 9-11. What happened to 9-11? Planes flew into our buildings some and people then, did some things. Then the, some people yeah. did some things. Yeah, depending, depending on, on who you ask. Yeah, sure. What's the uh, what was the public narrative that was fed to us by our government about nine eleven? What were we told that happened? What did all the news media's report happen? Well, it was terrorist attacks. Depending on who you talk to. Yeah, terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and then and then the unthinkable the, when the buildings collapsed. Mm-hmm. 
very nicely into their own footprint. Yeah. Killed everybody trying to rescue people. Right. Killed the rescuers, mm-hmm. killed the others. Uh, so, so who did that generate anger toward? The, the terrorists. Who, the, the Americans the got angry with who? The terrorists. Yeah. Middle East. So who? Middle East. The Middle East. Right. What followed shortly after 9-11? What did we do? What military action took place? Desert Storm. Desert we storm. went over there. What? and what? Yeah. We attacked Saddam Hussein. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, we heard that he had WMDs, right? Weapons, Weapons of, of mass, mass destruction. destruction. Mm-hmm. And look, those people just attacked us on our soil. They brought down the Twin Towers on 9-11, they, and, now, and they felt weapons of mass destruction. What won't they do? Right. So what was the public sentiment during Desert Storm when we attacked Iraq? What was the public sentiment then? Kill. Yeah. Kill. Go get them. Go get them. Yes. Okay. What really happened in 9-11? Did Saddam Hussein really attack the United States? No. Did Iraq attack the United States? No. They had some guys that were Muslim terrorists who were on the plane did they really set that whole thing up? Was it these guys with the turbans on their They were heads just part of, the, part of the big machine. That actually took over planes with, with box cutters? I mean, there were some of those, a couple of those pilots were ex-military guys. Yeah. Did they, were they actually afraid of guys with box cutters? Really? I don't think so. Okay. Here's the deal. The 9-11 event was a false flag. It was people within the U.S. government attacking the United States. Those towers that fell, um, by the way, one of the, one of the terrorists, the guy that supposedly flew one of the planes, his flight instructor said the guy could barely even land a plane, uh, well, much I, less. Well, he guess he didn't need to. Much <laughs> less fly one into it. Well, but the to, hardest to, part about an airplane, flying an airplane, is landing an airplane. I've done it. I've done everything but land one. But get, then again, it wasn't a jumbo jet. But to, but. To, 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 to maneuver, the maneuver that he did where he flew around, did this loop and came back and dead set right into the, right into the tower, that required some real skill. Sure. Which this guy did not have. And yet it happened. How did it happen? Uh, there's there's someone that did a video and and I actually went back and I and I watched original 9/11 footage when the planes hit the towers. There's a flash that happens immediately as the plane contacts the tower that shouldn't. There's no explanation for it. There's also some bizarre stuff on the bottom of the plane that nobody can explain. Um, uh, and there was an operation going on, a military operation, where they were doing a, a simulation of an attack on America. And do you know what the simulation was? Terrorists take over a couple commercial jetliners and fly them into buildings. How do we respond to that? That was a simulation that was done on 9-11. So we had U.S. military air, 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 airmen, right, Air Force pilots doing a, uh, a practice, a drill, uh, uh, a simulation of this attack where terrorists take over military, uh, take, take over, excuse me, uh, uh, commercial airlines yep, yep. and fly them into buildings. 
That was actually going on on 9-11. Did you know that? No. There's a... And then, yeah, and, and the air traffic controllers knew that that operation was going on. And now all of a sudden, it's really happening in real life on the exact same day. Do you think that created any kind of confusion for the air traffic controllers? Well, sure. I can guarantee it because they're going, wait a minute, is this real or is this part of the, is this part of the exercise? They're, they're, um, so Dale might re- know the name of it, but there was a movie that came out. I think it was with Morgan Freeman, and it came out a few years before 9-11, but it was uh, like a government uh, conspiracy thing or something, but but they uh, they took down the twin towers, but they didn't do it with planes. They drove uh, vans with C four uh, into the the parking garages underneath and blew them up from underneath. Well, they did that at the Sears was it the, the Sears the, Tower. Well, they actually did that for real at nine yeah. eleven, and, and they were there was a bomb that exploded in a there was I believe in a van at the base of one of the towers before like two or two or three years before nine eleven. Yeah, it that was actually before happened that. in real life. Yeah, down in the parking ramp underneath yep. the building. Yep. It was a bomb. It was yeah, a van full of C four. Yep. Uh, I want to say the so Sears well Tower or something like that, but it was one of the big buildings in No, in it actually happened cities. on it happened on one of the Twin Towers. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. It actually happened on one of the Twin Towers. Yeah, uh, I think it was some yeah, of all some fears. of all fears. Yep. Uh, that was probably it. Uh, I saw that movie but I don't huh Oh, uh, I thought that was a that, that was actually that was in that movie that was actually supposed to be a nuclear bomb. That was a nuclear bomb that was uh, that blew up in that one. I, if I'm remembering, uh, I, I could be wrong, but yeah. anyway, anyway. But anyway, but but so here's the deal. Does anybody in this room think that 9/11 really was perpetrated by outside forces and that those towers really did fall because two planes crashed into them? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Oh, that's what happened. I mean, I, I would think 99% of the population thinks that. No, actually. Uh, okay, uh, oh, oh, you're saying no? I'm saying no to Or is this no, your no opinion? No, it's not my opinion okay. that, that at least 40% of the population does not believe that 9-11 happened the way that the government told us that it happened. Okay. They don't believe that. They believe that the government was involved in bringing down the towers I will say this. Uh, we, we should do that. Maybe we should do this next show on that because 9-11 was a false flag. There were elements within the U.S. government and U.S. private contractors who worked to bring down those towers on 9-11 when the planes flew into them. The designer of the Twin Towers, was a, he was a, uh, a Japanese architect and engineer. He designed the towers in such a way that... They could have a, a commercial airliner fly into them, actually two. <clears throat> what kind of planes flew into the Twin Towers? They were Boeing. What were they? Yeah. Dale's going to look it up for us. I, I know there, I, there's all kinds of videos and conspiracy theories and stuff on this saying that there was actually bombs like inside of the building before the planes even hit it because you could see by the way that the me- the way the metal melted and the way that they kind of they fell like straight down as opposed to you know, like you know the plane crashing into them so i've seen like there's all kinds of theories on this yeah boeing but, 767 but 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 here's here's something that's not a theory 911 happened didn't it no yeah. it's not it's not a theory I've been to New York. I've actually been to the World Trade Center when, the, when it was standing. And I've been to New York since it 
since they came down. So I know for a fact that was not a magic trick. I was there too. So those towers are no longer there. They were there. Now they're not there. So we know 9-11 happened. That was David not Copperfield. That was not a David, David Copperfield <laughs> trick. Okay, so, so thank you, Dale. It was, a, it was a Boeing 767, big jumbo jet, right? Did you know that the architect of those buildings designed them so they could be hit twice in the same day by Boeing 757 and remain standing? That's how they were designed. Well, our flood wall or our dikes were also designed to do so much, but they failed. I mean, they what do they do? To... They don't build a damn building that's all this high and fly jets into it to say, see, I told you so. Okay. It, it happens. Okay. I don't believe the government had a conspiracy on that. And if you guys want to do a show on this next week, I won't be here. I'm going to just put it that way. Okay. I mean, I, so, I'm pissed off at the United States. I'm pissed off with our government. I'm not that pissed off, though. Okay. okay sorry. But, so, okay. So, so here's so one, of the, so one of the ways that PSYOPs works is to get people to think in a certain way so that when something happens, even though it's right in front of them, they do not believe it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the question is, how do we determine truth? John, that's the question I'm proposing to you. So the government said the planes flew into the towers, the towers collapsed on their own, or because of the fires, right? Isn't that what they said? They said it was because of the fires, right? Yep. That's what caused the towers yeah, to collapse. Yeah. <clears throat> it was the fires. That's what the 9-11 Commission said, because of the fires that the towers collapsed. So we've got to ask this question, because that, those are modern high-rises. Those are both modern buildings. How many other buildings have high-rises have been on fire and collapsed as a result of the fire in, in American history. Do you have any idea? You want to take well, a none of them have the had jumbo jets fly into them either. Now, let's, let's take one step at a time. Okay, okay. Well, we're they, running they out never, of time, they, they, so they, they, right. how many so steps? <laughs> they, never cl- they, they didn't claim that the reason that the buildings collapsed was that the jumbo jets fly, flew into them. They didn't say it wasn't because of the jets. It was because of the fires. Which that, were okay. caused by what? What does it matter what caused them? Okay. They said that the reason that they collapsed was because they were on fire. If they collapsed because of the jets, so some people say, well, it's because of all that extra weight. They weren't designed to handle that much weight. Okay, well, then they would have collapsed immediately. Immediately, because the weight's there, boom, they're going to they're gonna crumble. The weight didn't get heavier the longer they were there. It was the same weight all the time. The, the, the 9-11 report stated that the buildings collapse because of fire. Okay, and how many thousands of pounds of jet fuel did these airplanes have with them? That's what causes fire. Have you ever started gas on fire? Yeah. You don't yeah. just blow on it and go, <laughs> and put it out. Yeah. You don't just take a fire extinguisher and, and put it out. And the jet fuel was burned up within the first five minutes or less. It was all gone within the first five I, minutes And, or and less. then again, I, I, I'm not going to get into this, but if they hit, say, the 100th floor... Yeah. What does fuel do? What does water do? What does liquid do when it is spilled? It runs down. It runs down. It's going to keep running down. It's going to keep running down. All those thousands of pounds of jet fuel are going to keep running down. I really can't see this all burning up in five minutes. I, it did, I, I can't. But it did. Okay. It did. And, okay. they, and they have, and they, they have uh, satellite imagery that showed what the temperature was in the building. And we know that it didn't keep... It didn't, yeah, okay. So it might keep running down. Try pouring gasoline on anything and then light it and tell me what part of the gasoline didn't burn up. None of it. 
It all yeah, burns. Yeah, it, because it, 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 right, the, the the flame will follow mm-hmm. the gas. Mm-hmm. Same thing with jet fuel, but most of it burned up within the first. Actually, was is a lot less than. I think it's like in the first thirty seconds okay. at all. But that, that's where the fireball came from, right? Okay, so, but what the claim is, is that there was the fire that was caused by the the burning drapes, the burning carpeting, the burning desks, the burning, you know, anything that was flammable. That's what caused the building to collapse. That's not my opinion. That's the 9-11 Commission's conclusion. The fire caused the collapse. And what does that have to do with our government being a part of it? No, I'm just, I'm just pointing out one thing. Okay. My question is, how many other high-rise buildings in the United States have collapsed due to fire? What do you, do you just take a guess? Do you want to take a wild guess? There hasn't been I any. know the number. Okay, what is it? Zero. Exactly. Because <laughs> this hasn't happened. It hasn't happened anywhere else. We've had fires that have burned in high-rise buildings for days, not hours, days, no collapse. little different having a, something that weighs how many thousands of pounds, tons, full of jet fuel, coming in at 400 miles an hour. It's a lot different than starting a fire on the floor of something. It's like, it's like okay, you can start your car on fire, and yeah, oh, it's going to burn, and it's going to look bad. Hit two cars together at 150 miles an hour head-on and see what it looks like. Yeah, it's going to look a lot different. I, I, think, I think we're comparing apples to oranges. Jet I really do. fuel burns way hotter than like, just a normal fire. It doesn't burn that much hotter. Jet fuel is actually kerosene. It's modified it's kerosene. It's actually a little less than regular fuel. Yeah. It really is. It's like race fuel. It's not as flammable, right. but it will burn and burn and burn and burn and burn. You see oh. you see these guys with, with racing fuel, they'll come flying out of their car, rolling around and doing all this stuff and that because it's invisible. You don't see it burn, but it burns yeah. and it keeps burning and it keeps burning. Even though it doesn't look like there's fire, it still burns. So it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. So anyway, there is there's no discussion about how long it took the jet fuel to burn up. I mean, we can I can I can look that up. Even the nine eleven commission says mm-hmm. that it was all burned up within the first yeah, it's like the first five minutes. Uh, so the question is, <clears throat> how is it that these buildings that were designed to be to withstand, and it's not just a guy that. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the dike analogy doesn't hold because those dikes were not designed. Oh, I know, but I was just... They were not designed to, to, to handle that much water. The new ones are designed to handle that much water. The old ones weren't. These buildings were designed by the architect and verified by engineers. You know, one of the things that's wonderful about modern engineering is that we know how much stress joints can take, how much stress sure. beams can take. We know all that stuff. I've got a friend that's, he's got a PhD in engineering and he said, it doesn't make sense to overbuild things because, because it's just a waste of, it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources to overbuild something. You, you figure out what the stress is going to be, what the load is going to be for this particular object, whether it's mm-hmm. a bridge, mm-hmm. a car, a train, a plane, whatever, a train track, you figure out what the stress is going to be that's, that's being exerted on this. And then you double it for safety's sake, and then you build it. That's how it works. You do the same thing with ladders, right? It's the ladder is you, you, a ladder that's rated for 250 pounds actually is able to hold 500 pounds or more before mm-hmm. it collapses, right. Right, before it breaks. Okay, so that's how engineering works. And the guy that designed the Twin Towers designed them so that they could be struck by two 757s. 
How do they test on that, On the though? same day. How do they test that? They, they build they a building and they run a 757 into it? Why would that even be it? in the, the, the Exactly. Plan. That's like, why I'm wondering... How can they like, determine you want if two seven fifty seven? No, okay, I don't do you because we're an a mi- hour and twenty freaking minutes into the show, <laughs> and we can continue this next week. But okay. I don't get it because uh, how do you determine that? Do you do you build a building? Do you fly two seven fifty sevens into it and said, "See, I told you it can last, it can stand." I, I don't. I, get I just it. want to be on like the committee where it's like, okay, we're going to build make these buildings that are going to be super high. You know, we probably got to uh, calculate like wind speed, you yeah. know, for the swing and everything. And then yeah. there's some guy that's in a chair. He's like, what if a couple of planes hit it? <laughs> Big planes full of fuel. That's that's actually well. Don't isn't that a logical question though? Well, it is a logical because it it's is. a very tall tower. It is. It, oh, it I, is. I, I so, guess that does make sense because it is really tall. So sure, of course, you've got to ask that question. You have to answer that question, right? You've got to ask How do they determine it? How do they answer that question? That's an engineering question. Sure, sure. You're right. You are right. Yeah, and that's what they and that's their job. Oh, okay, and the, and the folks that designed that tower and built it knew the answers, and I'll bring those next week. Sounds All good. Right. Hey, that sounds good. <laughs> I love these Tuesdays, man. Absolutely love them. Thank you, David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition for coming in. Thanks to uh, Paul, the producer, for sitting in with us, too. And uh, thanks to Light Vantage for bringing you the show. You know what? If you take collagen, uh, maybe you haven't heard or maybe you have about the one-of-a-kind collagen. Not only does it replenish your body, but it helps your body create its own collagen using natural products, and then it maintains it. Now, if you'd like to find out more about this amazing product, contact Stephanie Kordalka and Life Vantage for more information. Check out stephk.lightvantage.com or you can text 701-230-9306 or email skbesthealth at gmail.com. Or I tell you what, you can click on the link on the gfbestsource.com page and go directly to Life Vantage. Uh, you know what? Biohack your life. Life Vantage. All right. Hey, uh, tomorrow we're going to talk with Kale and Charles Eikoff. It's a couple of dudes from Crookston, and uh, we're going to talk about this new indie film called Loon. Make sure to tune in and make sure to like, share, tag, and follow us on your favorite app. All right. Hit that notification bell so you uh, never miss a show either. You know, the Grand Cities are grand. Grand Fork's best source is giving it an identity again. <laughs>